it started with a meme, but just because it's a meme doesn't mean that it has its roots. everyone and welcome back to another episode of yp talks if the thought of scandalously clad political figures and a very busty buzz Lightyear, among other works of very modern art intrigues you and interests you in a very morbid way and if the thought of bitcoin and cryptocurrency and all that other jazz interests you then today's episode is for you because we'll be talking and diving into some topics that we may have heard of, we've seen, we know about it, but we don't actually know what they are. Today, Avarina and I will be talking about what Bitcoin and NFTs really are, the myths and misconceptions behind them, and whether or not they're actually a feasible investment. But before we get into all this, we need to start with the origins of Bitcoin. Now, it all started with the man, the myth, the legend himself, Elon Musk. Well, Elon Musk has told some of the users following his Twitter platform that he thinks that virtual currency, Bitcoin, is a quote-unquote good thing. His comments resulted in the value of Bitcoin rising significantly. So much so that like a single Bitcoin went from being 3,000 pounds to, Avarina, you want to guess how much it's worth today? I, I, I think it's going to be really big, but I don't know for sure. Well, what is it? the number is... 27,000 pounds now so it's more what (laughs) um it's um, like around nine times more and that's absolutely insane because as we'll get into later this comment was actually what kick-started the rise in prices the rise in value of bitcoin and because of that people have mentioned that it is very very unstable it's it does come with a lot of its own risks, but we'll get into that later on. So, as talk of the currency started getting global, because, you know, Elon Musk likes it, so therefore it must be good, right? Because he's rich. Now, as it went global, the Bank of Singapore suggested that Bitcoin, which is only 12 years old, could replace gold as its store of value. However, in October, the head of the bank, in England, Andrew Bailey warned about the unpredictability of Bitcoin, saying it makes him very nervous. Think about it this way. This man who has been in the banking industry for the past 30 years or so says that it makes him very nervous. So <laughs> that's a very funny word that's to use. <laughs> oh, that's not very reassuring. Now, is it? Well, Bitcoin is popular, but that doesn't necessarily make that doesn't guarantee that it is a good investment because again it's very relatively new it does come with a lot of its own set of problems now with all this talk you're probably wondering what is bitcoin how does it all work well here's everything you need to know about bitcoin all in a podcast again neither one of us are professionals so do take us with more than a grain of salt all of this is the product of pure research. We're not professionals, so we only know basics of it. And we did the research for you guys, so here it is. So you don't have to, because honestly, we see NFTs, we see Bitcoins everywhere. Celebrities have it. 
Elon Musk has it, but no one actually knows what it really is. We introduce you to this podcast brought to you by two very self-assured teenagers trying to explain about something we know we've recently become semi-professionals in, and we say semi-professionals. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are semi-professionals. Okay, semi. so <laughs> now when I first heard of Bitcoin, I thought, what's the difference between cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, and Gojek? It's technically both online money. Well, Bitcoin is again often described as a cryptocurrency or a digital type of currency, where it's a type of money that is completely virtual. It's online cash, basically. You can use it to buy products and services, but not many shops accept Bitcoin. And some countries have banned it all together. So if you could, if you went to the store one day and you purchased some apples and you tried to give them a little Bitcoin and went, I'd like to buy some apples, there's a huge chance that you'll get rejected flat out because <laughs> no one pays 27,000 pounds for a single apple. And also... Because unlike um, currencies we see today, Gojek Ovo, Bitcoin is different because people buy it, as we've mentioned before, as a store of value. They buy it so that it's a future investment because they predict the value will continue growing. Now, some companies actually started beginning to buy into Bitcoin's growing influence, and they started putting in a lot of their assets in terms of Bitcoin instead. So what this does is because there is a rise in demand, the price has also risen. But the problem, the really big and pressing elephant in the room is, is this growth sustainable? Because something doesn't just grow from 3,000 pounds to 27,000 in the span of a few months. And people can actually consider that safe because a lot of the time, easy come, easy go. October last year, for example, the online payment service PayPal announced that it would be allowing its customers to actually buy and sell Bitcoin, which was a huge step because a lot of Americans, if we have American listeners here, then you'd know that Bitcoin is very, not Bitcoin, sorry, but that PayPal is very popular in the United States. It's like the base of Indonesia. But really though, you pay through it through for like Amazon for even university situations because like I just applied to you know to one of the universities yesterday and I and one of the options are PayPal so we just know that how big it is there's always an option there's always an option so if PayPal one of the largest transaction companies in the world is starting to actually buy into Bitcoin what does it say about its value well again if you or I buy Bitcoin, it'll probably raise its stocks by a little bit because, again, $27,000 in, I mean, pounds in the grand scheme of things isn't a lot. But companies can purchase, let's say, 100 Bitcoin in one go with ease because they accept it as a store of value. Now, the physical Bitcoins that you see in photos with those rich white people holding up Bitcoins and smiling because it's the happiest thing in the world, those are a novelty. They would be entirely worthless without the private codes that are printed inside them. So they're basically like, Avarina, have you bought anything from Gucci before? No, I'm too broke for that. <laughs> Me too. No one actually <laughs> Gucci. It's not cool anymore. But if you went to Gucci or Chanel or any branded store, they give you a paper bag with their logo printed up front. Gucci, Chanel. 
And that's because you're really just buying a brand. You're buying an image, not actually buying the product. Bitcoin, a part of its appeal is you can actually get these novelty Bitcoin with the codes inside of them as a sort of, hey, I'm rich, I have Bitcoin, here's a souvenir type thing. Each Bitcoin is basically a computer file which is stored in a digital wallet app or a smartphone or a computer. People can send Bitcoins or just part of one. So you can actually split Bitcoin into your digital wallet. And you can send Bitcoins to other people. So if you are very generous, if you're a good friend, Hack Averina, you listening, and you want to send someone <laughs> Bitcoin, you could always do it. Yeah. yeah. I'd be fun. like, hey, Greasy, here's a Bitcoin. I'm rich enough and I want you to like show off your wealth to people. So here's a Bitcoin for you. <laughs> Hey, Gracie, here's to being one of the best hosts ever. Here's a Bitcoin because I love and appreciate you. So, yeah, you could technically do that, but why would you? Again, that's £27,000 worth of money at the last time we checked, but the value could rise, could fall any moment given how volatile it is. Now, every single Bitcoin transaction is actually recorded in a public list called the blockchain. So it makes it possible to trace the history of Bitcoins to stop people spending coins that they don't actually own. Because again, if it's $27,000, you could imagine that a lot of people want to get their hands on these. It is a lot and a lot of money. I actually, every night, do you know anything about blockchain actually? Because I, it was just a term that I actually came across while doing this, but I don't actually know a lot about it. I mean, don't, other companies have blockchain for their stuff too. The blockchain is a system and it's really complex, but we'll get back into that again when we're gonna talk about NFT soon. NFT so stay tuned! Soon. It's gonna we're be in a bit. For the NFT's part about this because NFTs are actually just, it's like staring at a train wreck and it's on fire and you <laughs> look away, but you can't. But we're getting sidetracked here. So, again. Okay. Uh. How do people get Bitcoins? Well, there are three main ways people get Bitcoin. We're going to say them straight out. You can buy Bitcoins using real money. You can sell things and let people pay you with Bitcoins if you're brave or stupid enough. Or they can be created using a computer, which is what we'll get into next, Bitcoin mining. How are new Bitcoins manufactured? Well, in order for the Bitcoin system to work, people can make their computer process transactions for everybody. The computers are made to work out incredibly difficult sums. Occasionally, they are, they are rewarded with a Bitcoin for the owner to keep. People set up powerful computers just to try to get Bitcoin. So again, when computers are programmed to do difficult mathematics to process transactions for everybody, and it's not just one or two people, but a lot of people, maybe we're talking 300 to 4 million people in one time, they are rewarded with a single Bitcoin or a single line of code for the owner to keep. Now, people do this to try to get Bitcoin, and this is what is called Bitcoin mining. The sums are becoming more and more difficult to stop too many Bitcoins from being generated because, again, some people purchase 20, 30 computers in one time just to mine for Bitcoin. 
And it, what it does is this creates a hyperinflation of Bitcoin. So if there's too much of money in one country. We, we've probably all asked this question at some point. Why can't companies just print more money? It results in inflation. When all these different people are mining for Bitcoin, when all these people actually have too much Bitcoin, its value decreases. So the availability of Bitcoin was made to decrease. So if, for example, in the past, you would set up a program that did 10 units, you would get a Bitcoin. Today, it's much more difficult. You need to do about 10,000 units to get just one Bitcoin. If you started mining now, it could be years before you even get a single Bitcoin. And you could end up spending more money on electricity for your computer than the Bitcoin would actually be worth. That's quite mind-blowing to say at least, like, you're purchasing so many computers for just a Bitcoin. That's quite a concept that's quite, should I say, hard to understand for me. Yeah. Because that's just way <laughs> too much of an investment. Yeah, it's so overwhelming. <laughs> yeah, but then again, it's really, I mean, if you got into the mentality of people who did that, it, it wouldn't actually be hard to see why. Because early in the days where Bitcoin just started trending, the early investors in it became billionaires overnight we had people working as college math teachers to becoming the owners of four ferraris and multiple bentleys and there were many success stories like this in the bitcoin world so for regular people who don't think that they need to do much research they think oh, i can do this what's four hundred thousand worth than electricity bills if i could become a trillionaire the next day well it doesn't work that way yeah, some people like the fact that Bitcoin is not controlled by the government or banks. So people can spend their Bitcoins fairly anonymously if you're into that sketchy stuff. It's like a dark market. But it is, really. Actually, yeah. yeah, it really is. But then also at the same time, it's so easy. So again, I think you might be right. That's the reason why people are so invested and willing to do so, like spend a lot of money in this very risky investment, or should I say? Yeah safe investment because you get money really fast and there's nobody to really tell you we are worth or how much you're spending or like give you a warning yeah. i guess it's like when we're kids we tell people huh man my parents give me a bedtime they're so lame and then you become a teenager <laughs> and you boom you find yourself being awake at four in the morning and you wish, man, I wish I still had a bedtime. And it's like that with Bitcoin. People always say, man, I wish the government didn't have so much control over my money, interest rates and stuff like that. But the moment the government actually does not have control over this one trading app system, you start to realize just how unsafe it is. Because if you get your money stolen and stuff like that, the government can't actually do anything to protect you, or at least not directly. Because again, this isn't within their jurisdiction. They don't really have any real control over Bitcoin. So although all transactions in Bitcoin are recorded, nobody would know which account number was yours unless you explicitly told them. And some people use Bitcoin again to make anonymous transactions, whatever that may mean, whatever you're into. Maybe you want to buy a very fuzzy... <laughs> you want to invest... 
<laughs> and OnlyFans. <laughs> Amarina, are you, is this a confession? Um, no, I think... If maybe you see a very scandalous picture of Donald Trump riding a unicorn Kim Jong-un who happens to be a cyborg and you want to purchase it, more on that on the NFTs portion, you might use Bitcoin to purchase that. A lot of people again, yeah. use this to buy anonymous things that they would not purchase with a normal credit card and stuff like that. So if there won't be anyone to watch what you purchase or yeah. criticize what you purchase. So if in any case something bad happens, you have to go to the police to do it. Some people are afraid because some people are not good people. They don't purchase the best things. But that's a very small niche. I don't want, that's not something we associate with all Bitcoin users. Now, again, in an online chat with social media users in January 2021, the world's richest man, Elon Musk, actually said that he was a big supporter of Bitcoin and even changed his Twitter bio to hashtag Bitcoin. Everyone would see it then. Everyone would see that Elon Musk says, hashtag Bitcoin, and everyone would start to wonder, what is this trend? What is this hashtag? It's like the millionaire equivalent of sad 14-year-olds changing their bio to hashtag with an eye depressed. But it does do things, and that's why a lot of 14-year-olds keep doing it, yeah? Price of Bitcoin actually went from steady upwards trend to straight up, like it shot straight up tenfold. And everyone forgets because of this, it's ironic really because people are buying Bitcoin since he's a millionaire, a multi-billionaire. And people forget that he is rich. He has this money to invest in Bitcoin. This man could spend a million dollars on Bitcoin. And if he lost all that money, he'd go, eh, I'd make this much money in an hour. But if you or I were to lose that much money, it would be devastating some people's entire lives. Now, because he has shown repeated support to online currencies in recent years and caused major movements in their values due to his own personal wealth and influence, people tend to overlook the difference in their economic statuses. And this is why it's so dangerous because for things like Bitcoin or things like gold to be valuable, there is something called speculation chip or spectatorship that causes their price to be up. So if I believe that something is worth a lot of money, I'm going to buy a lot of it. And because I'm buying a lot of it, there's going to be less of it in the market. This decreases the demand, and when there is less demand, the price shoots up. Now, this particular endorsement by Elon Musk led to the value of Bitcoin, again, to rise significantly. But celebrity endorsement does not make something any more or any less secure, which begs the question, is it safe? Is it worth it? So the first question, is it safe? Well, every transaction is recorded publicly, so it's very difficult to actually copy Bitcoins or make fake ones or spend ones that you don't own. It is possible to lose your Bitcoin wallet or delete your Bitcoins and lose them forever because, again, they're just codes. There have also been thefts from websites that let you store your Bitcoins remotely. The value of Bitcoins has gone up and down over the years since it was created in 2009. And some people don't think it's safe to turn your real money into Bitcoins. 
This again was expressed by the head of the Bank of England, Andrew Bailey, on October 2020. So it's safe because it, it, it's really relative. It's safe because every transaction can be recorded publicly. But when you have a million dollars in your hands, don't you think there'd be lots of people out there who try to get their hands on him? Andrew Bailey said that he was very nervous about people using Bitcoin for payments, pointing out that investors should realize that its price is extremely volatile. And by this, he means that the value could drop significantly at any moment and investors could lose a lot of money. So that's something that's nifty. Mm-hmm. Again, not really know why he was very nervous about it. <laughs> I mean, there are some people who actually i mean to some people it is a worth it investment but again if you're thinking of investing in in bitcoin there are a few things that you need to take factor of bitcoin is extremely volatile but if you are willing to actually take the risk you need to make sure you understand that what you are investing in has a value an actual monetary value and you need to have a crypto investment strategy also, make sure that you aren't investing just because you have FOMO, fear of missing out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though it is a trend, please don't try to like don't just try jump, to jump, jump, jump into it without like knowing anything because you could lose a lot of money. Oh my god, I read this article while researching Bitcoin that this kid spent the entirety of his college tuition on freaking Bitcoin. Oh my god. Like an entire Uh, semester's worth of it. And because he made such a drastic loss in it, man had to drop out of school for a semester to make up for that. See, uh, you should never, like, we know this is, like, very exciting because you get a lot of money just by, like, investing in something that seems so little. But please make a strategy (laughs) because you can lose so much. I'm serious. We're serious about oh, well, it. It's a very expensive insecurity to have. If you're going to have an insecurity, have one that isn't going to cost you actual college money or tuition. So, yeah, spend your money wisely. Yeah. So again, there are a number of questions that you should ask yourself before getting involved. So Alvarina and I, we're going to have a serious parent talk with all of you. Do you understand what you are investing in? And how Bitcoin and the crypto market work? You can't invest in something that you know nothing about. Investment isn't just a piece of cake. Are you happy with the level of risk that you are taking? How much more expensive (laughs) is it now compared to a few months ago? And if so, why do I want to buy a thing because its price is higher? Where else in my life do I do that? Like... the price the price always changes so like even if you feel like you're missing out like the price is still going to keep on going up you should really think about this yeah think about it this way if you're going to the supermarket and you have two apples one of them is labeled apple malang and the other one is washington apples coated in fuji mist but they're really just the same apple. You know they're the same apple. Why would you pay a thousand times more for the apple that's just fancier labeled? That's the thing with Bitcoin. A lot of other investment platforms can give you the same, if not more, reward from it. Because with things like Bitcoin, products of spectatorship, speculationship, 
Their prices do tend to go up very quickly, but they can go down just as quickly because this depends on people's interest. Once people lose interest in Bitcoin, then it's likely that their prices too will fall. So that's something you can keep in mind. If you buy it now with a view to sell it even more for later, who do you think will buy it from you now that the price is higher and why? Right? Just because you're one person who thinks, oh, the price is high, I'm going to buy it. Such a good investment. What makes you think that other people are going to think the same way? Some people are rational. Have you, like H&M or Zara, sometimes they have cute clothes, but they're just too expensive. And you look at them and you go, ah, I'll buy it in the year-end sale. Why? Because that's, that's just what people do. People don't like buying things at high prices unless there is a guarantee. And with Bitcoin, there is no guarantee. Yeah. What if it runs out? What if you don't have people to yeah. like buy? It? Yeah. There's bit. Remember that Bitcoin, like even though it's, it's like a big thing right now, there's not always a lot as a lot of buyers or sellers as you might think. Precisely. And if you know nothing or you have never invested in something before, what makes you think that Bitcoin is going to be your big break? Have you convinced yourself in any way that you are quote unquote in the know? Some people have investment friends who tell them, oh, you should buy it at this time. You should buy it at that time. That's not a good time to sell. It's a great time to buy just because they know they've studied there is a major in the study of stocks for a reason. It's complicated. Some people have connections. They have friends who tell them that this is great. It's not. They are well up to date with the current happenings in the market. Do you think that you know or have enough knowledge of what this market is about to actually invest in it? If you don't have answers to these questions, it's probably not a good idea to invest. If you do buy Bitcoin, then make sure that you aren't putting money that you need on the line. Remember, the golden rule of investment is invest only what you are prepared to lose. Mm-hmm. So, again, things to consider before investing in Bitcoin. Like any investment, cryptocurrency comes with risks and potential rewards. Now, compared to traditional types of investments like saham or gold, cryptocurrency is particularly risky. And here are some things to consider before you invest. We don't recommend, and I'm sure that this should be common sense, but we're going to put this out there anyway. We don't recommend investing all of your life savings in cryptocurrency markets. We also Rest. So please don't, like, um, if you have mortgage plans, please don't put it on the line. If you have pension plans, <laughs> retirement plans, yes, please don't. Put it out of mind, even even if your like grandparents are suddenly interested in this because they want to get into this fad, then stop them from doing so. It's taking a big, big, ginormous risk. If Hong Kong suddenly wakes up and goes, ah, I want to buy Bitcoin. What do I have to lose? I am old. You smack Kong Kong, but not too hard. Kong is fragile. And you tell them, Kong Kong, what are you thinking? Ah, Kong, you are poor. We will be poor. You will squander our money away. So don't be like that kid who uses a semester's worth of college tuition. Don't. Don't. We're serious. Don't. 
it's best to see it a bit like gambling. So only invest, and I'm saying this with all sincerity, only invest a small amount of the disposable income you have and be prepared to lose it. Because the reason that investment or actually the reason that a lot of people go ah investment success stories but you don't see just anyone becoming a millionaire from it is because no one talks about the very big losses that are made from it never invest more than you can afford to lose don't just think about the short run think about it in the long run think about your children think about your family you can go i have seven thousand dollars to spare my kids are only 15. They'll go to college in about two years. I can lose this money. No, you cannot. Think about your children. Think about who will take care of you in the future. If your kids find out that you used their college money to invest in Bitcoin and you lost it all. And if you haven't had much money left at the end of each month, it's best to just steer clear of crypto and focus on saving your money instead. So the pros of cryptocurrencies is that it's global meaning they have the same value in every country and there are no exchange rates. The con is that they are very volatile, subject to bull runs and market crashes, so they are a very risky investment. People have also reported to having to wait to get their cash out because of technical issues. And because, again, the market doesn't wait for you, your value could have dropped by like a lot in this time that they have taken to get your transaction processed. Can you lose all your money in Bitcoin? Yes. Yes, you can. Crypto is very risky and not like conventional investing in the stock market. And this is something that we don't recommend for amateurs. If you're starting out Bitcoin, there are three main ways. And this is just a sort of conclusion to the Bitcoin series. This is sort of slap back to reality. Now, again, Bitcoin's value is based entirely, and I'm saying it entirely with speculation this is different to company stocks where the share price will move depending on how the business is performing but bitcoin people like it people buy it and that's why it has such a high price there are three main ways mm-hmm. to lose all your money with bitcoin the value plummets and you sell so crypto is volatile with its price determined by sentiment though technically you can only lose money if you sell an investment for less than you bought it for this is called crystallizing your losses. So let's say you bought Bitcoin for 27000 and it follows a downward trend. It just keeps going down, 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 right? And it's eventually at 16000 You think, oh, before it goes down any further, I'm going to sell it. That's how you lose your loss. That's another way. Another way is, let's say you buy 10 Bitcoin. That's 270,000 pounds. You think it's a lot of money to spend, but then you're blinded by the prospect of earning more money. So you go, oh, it's fine. And eventually when it comes to sell, you try to sell five Bitcoin. Five Bitcoin is around 135,000 based on the amount that you bought it for. But let's say that right now, five Bitcoin is worth 120,000. That's still a lot of money. You go, ah. Oh my gosh, that's a lot of money. And you sell it anyway. You are making a 15,000 pound loss right there. And you wouldn't even realize it. Which brings us to the next point, your memory. Experts estimate that 20% of all cryptocurrency has either been forgotten about or lost 
with a current value of again, Irina. I want you to take a guess. Perhaps since you said earlier, like twenty-seven thousand pounds, probably like you said big loss, so hundred billion. Not you're close though. Memory experts estimate that twenty percent of all cryptocurrency has been made at a loss because of forgetting or because of any other fact. Oh my god, I'm gonna repeat that. You're close, actually, but experts estimate that twenty percent of all cryptocurrency has either been forgotten about or lost, with a current value of a hundred and forty billion USD, according to the data from the fair trade analysis. I mean, it is quite expected, but just to give you a sneak peek (laughs) of how much you can lose, there you have it. 140 billion USD in Bitcoin, in crypto, not Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. And again, this is inevitable in everything, but cybercrime, hackers and scammers are thought to steal around $10 million worth of cryptocurrency every day, according to Atlas VPN. So 10 million, it's a lot of money collectively. It's also a lot of money when you split it up. But either way, there is that risk. So in conclusion, some people choose to take their holdings offline and store it in a physical device with a cold wallet, otherwise known as a hardware wallet or a cold storage, similar to a USB stick. Now, while this protects from online, it also risks you losing your holdings because it's physical. You could forget it. As with any investment, do your due diligence and don't pin all your hopes in one company or one cryptocurrency. There is no one magic stop fix all to your monetary problems. And the reason we don't have millionaires everywhere is because it is hard. You don't just get rich overnight. All right. So spend Mm -hmm. your money wisely and spread the risk. And really just, I cannot stress this enough only invest what you are prepared to lose and that's it for me for bitcoin so i'm going to push to sabrina <laughs> first of all i thought that uh, i thought that that your take or this interesting point of view of bitcoin was very very interesting i got to know actually <laughs> before we started this i didn't really know much about bitcoin and that was really <laughs> helpful. Table. let's get down to the basics what are NFTs? So first and foremost, you can check out our post on NFTs on Entrepreneurship's Instagram. So go find out the basics there. But basically, it stands for non-fungible tokens. And they're essentially Aww. a crypto investment. It's kind of similar to Bitcoin. NFTs are basically purchased by cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. Oh. So to make it easy, there's some keywords that you need to know to understand NFT, which are yeah. replaceable, and non-replaceable, scarcity, ownership, original, and value. You can acquire digital artwork and say you claim this picture. So have you ever heard of the game Nyan Cat? Yes, I used to play that. So 2000 babies, I bet you know what Nyan Cat is. It was such a fun game. And now, well, I don't think the game exists anymore. It's just kind of sad, but... It's still a viral meme to this day. And there's someone who actually bought the original (gasps) GIF at an online auction in 2021 for 300 ethers. So so this was reported by 
Wall Street Journal. And what 200 ethers is is actually the cryptocurrency price, and it is worth for sixty thousand dollars. Buy no. <laughs> Bye. Cancelled. Why would anyone know? I know, right? So it's just like, it's you're just buying a GIF for sixty thousand dollars. I have plenty of GIFs in my phone. So does that make me rich then? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Technically, if you do have NFTs, you can be super rich. But you can we we will get to that later on. So you can or you can get an original copy of the meme by using an NFT. However, you need to know this word called fungibility. And me fungibility, aka replaceable. Remember the keyword is the ability of an asset to be exchanged or substituted with similar assets of the same value. Oh. Courtesy from Wall Street Journal. It's like basically exchanging. Five one dollar bills as one five dollar bills. Oh. However, NFTs are super unique, so there's none other like it, which makes it scarce. NFT、oh. is all about scarcity and ownership. NFTs exist as a string of numbers and letters stored on a blockchain ledger. So a blockchain is basically a system of recording information in a way that makes makes it difficult or impossible to change, hack. Or cheat the system. Yeah, so it's a really safe system. You could、is、say the system allows. Yeah, the system allows individuals to find who made the artwork, who owns it, who sold it, and when it was sold. Like how the bank works, every transaction is being kept to know your account and your balance. Because there's so many people trying to buy NFTs using their、um, their cryptocurrencies. You need to keep a record of how much you own, how much you're going to pay, and every transaction is being recorded in the blockchain. Blockchain is very important because of this, because there is no real cash, there's no bank, and there's no individual or actual human being to count or record that. So the blockchain is extremely important. Because when you're trying to purchase an NFT, you need cryptocurrencies,、mm -hmm. and the NFT is on the internet. So that means there's not no real cash. There's no body or no bank or no one to <laughs> to really take account of what you just purchased. Earlier, we mentioned that it's not regulated by the government. It's private, and the only way people can actually be held accountable for their actions is sort of when everyone does it collectively. Now. There is a public record of every transaction that is being made in the sense that everything you have, people are there to see it. It's like when you try to cheat in class, and little Thomas is just like, "Ah, I saw you cheat." When you say, "No, I did not cheat," so it's a very clever system. It's very lazy, but very yeah.、Clever. Yeah. So, like what Gracie said, it's all being reported publicly. So there's, so I got this from like a YouTuber. I watched this video about NFTs, and basically he said that. How it is being recorded in the blockchain or using that ledger is by those hundreds of people on the market who are who are invested in buying NFTs. All use their computers, and their computers all record that. Uh, all record that information and store it on the blockchain. So when someone does not have enough money to buy it, 
than all the computers from across the world who are doing and who are invested in doing NFT will then report, oh, you're not, you don't have this. How are you going to pay? It'll give you warning. Oh, yeah. So it's all the computers was telling you that. How do you purchase them? And what about the transaction and values? So what if you just say, I want to buy that ridiculous tweet of yours about Namjoon or about BTS or a, a controversial tweet. Something for, t- it can be done with just $3 million worth of Bitcoins for a token. For $3 million dollars for a token. That's not very, that's very material girl of them in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, so actually the creator of Twitter, he wanted to sell his first tweet and he sold it for $3 million no. worth of NFT. Oh my god, man boss, I guess. Mm-hmm. So this is just essentially a bunch of rich people like selling what they have. It can be the most ridiculous thing and they're selling it for so much That's money. That's rich people thing loves. Mm-hmm. They're just proving how rich they are and it makes us broke people sad so how important is it for teenagers to learn about them with the growing use of technology and art digital creators can use nft to make their artwork more valuable Mm. it's easier for them to take ownership and make their creations scarce nfts are again are non-bungible which makes their artwork super scarce the only reason that nfts have worth is because like the physical bitcoin they're basically just uh, what you might call it, they're just tokens. They're just to show like, hey, I have a value, but this is just to show that I have it. It's like bragging rights, right? Right, exactly. Oh yeah. Okay. So you're you're technically before you get to NFT, you have to purchase Bitcoin, mm-hmm. and with that, you purchase one NFT. An NFT is basically a token. So there's only one of the token that can exist. Again, remember the word replaceable and non-replaceable. The difference between Bitcoin and NFT is that Bitcoin is replaceable and NFT is not. So you can only purchase one because every single one of them are unique and you can't replace it. Wait, so what would happen if, I know a lot of artists, like NFT artists, they create really similar ones to one another, like the crazy monkey ones. (laughs) They're not very pretty. They're not really good artwork, but each one, even Snoop Dogg is invested in one. Like, to get you like... Yeah, I saw it. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so although the future of NFTs are uncertain and you might all just think it's a fad, it is good for young artists to know about this. It allows for a wider spectrum for them to make art and can be possible... and can be the possible future for brands to take ownership of their designs. Uh-huh. So large brands like Gucci, Coca-Cola, Taco Bell, and so Taco much Bell. more are already invested in this. Furthermore, Ooh. even Louis Vuitton did a collaboration with Beeple to launch a design fully integrated with the artist's digital art. Before we get into this further, could we talk about people for a while, please? Yes, we absolutely have to talk about them. Now is the time that we should really just break down who he is and why 
we are incredibly invested in this artwork. Go on, Gracie. Okay, so do you like Donald Trump? Do you like Hillary Clinton? Do you like them hmm. both together? People really said, well, you like politics, so why don't you have a giant baby Donald? Then why don't you have a giant two-faced robot with Hillary Clinton and Kanye West feeding from its PP Nether Regions, a baby Donald Trump, or a very sexy Buzz Lightyear. This is the type of art that people buy. It sounds NSFW, but it's really not that bad. It's really not that bad. Avrina and I survived looking at it, so we're going to actually, uh, we're going to somehow figure out a way to get this on the profile. Ack. Um, <laughs> actually, yeah, we're gonna. But we're you gonna know, his art is just—it's really controversial. But yet, mm. it's so like it's so weird, and but you can't keep your eyes out of it. Like it's so mind blowing. It's so like <laughs> like, what like a trend. Am I seeing? You look at it because of how bad, but also it's genuinely art. Like it's good art, but it's also right. like what the fuck is that type of art? <laughs> Right. So have you ever wondered, like, why exactly are you buying off-white shirts that are, cost so much money and they literally just look the same, but they're in all different colors? Like, I could do that. I could I could print a shirt with just one word and like a cross and I could I could sell it for so huge amounts of money. Well, technically, this is another way to do it. With the NFTs, you can do that artists are able to really use nft as a place for them to put their art and you can then with that nft show that oh i am the only one with this design this is mine this is the original copy and no one else has it but me so, so it's novelty it's very personalized people mm-hmm. buy it because it really of how unique it is Yes, it's oh all God. about unique sparsity and value. Question yes. for you, since so far we've only talked about how NFTs have their values because of uniqueness, because of how rare and scarce they are, could I take a selfie of myself and could I sell it as an NFT? <laughs> oh, you, can abs- you absolutely could do that. You know, I just can? a few days ago, a few days ago, an Indonesian youth actually did that and he got, he, he received a lot of money from that, from just doing that. But how do I do Literally. it? How do I do it? How do I turn my selfies into an NFT? So the NFT is actually, there is a marketplace for that. And you could go on YouTube and there's so many tutorials for you to go there and tell you how to actually put your artwork or put yourself out there to uh, for others to possibly buy and learn about them or purchase it and get money from it. There's a lot of problems that comes with that. There are a lot of controversies. So since we know that it is digital certificate there's no telling of the extent the value is placed on it is worth it or not so you can't really tell for example um i have this piece of my selfie and i put it on the market but what is actually the worth of it there's no because it is fungible it's not Mm -hmm. replaceable like is it worth it or not why am i paying so much for just this 
Why can an artwork, for example, just a tweet for someone could cost hundreds and thousands of dollars when you can literally just screenshot it or view it through the internet? Another problem is that not all of NFT verifies that the seller of each art piece is actually the original creator. Anyone can just say that I am the owner of the token. It's hard to verify the seller. So even if you have that, and you, even if you say that, oh, I own this and it's the only piece, but it doesn't guarantee that you were the first seller or, or you're the original creator. Yikes. God, no. So what's mm. actually stopping people from doing that? since they are worth a lot of value and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of protection surrounding it. There is uh, actually a lot of theft in NFT. Yeah, it happens a lot because you can literally just save it with just a click and post it. But still, there is, unless you put it out there or you're like a very big brand, then you can tell that, oh, I am the original one. But for smaller creators, that might be hard. You can buy a digital painting, the original one, but the buyer won't be able to keep others from copying the image and sharing it as a meme online. Oh, God. Yeah, so so I have, for example, I have the Nyan Cat GIF, the uh-huh. original one, but I can't keep others from, like, posting it as a GIF. I won't get any money off of that, too. So if I have an entire phone full of these GIFs that are potential NFTs, What's stopping me from actually claiming they're my own? Just because there's not a lot of people who actually know what NFTs are. When you know the potential of it, you can actually do that. But then again, NF- the mm. technology lies on the public ledger. Most NFTs are stored in the blockchain, as I said earlier, yes. called the Ethereum. And there's so many computers that are doing micro calculations day and night. This is a really huge problem to the environment because the energy used to consume and put the information on the tracking section are all stored in that one place. Oh, so much carbon to the atmosphere. The, uh, all right. The power consumption of the Ethereum is exponentially increasing and it continues to incre- increase. Yeah, it's adding on to the problem of global warming. Oh. Global warming. So you have to be really careful about, like, this investment and mm-hmm. the consequences of it because the consequences is quite large. Um, the knowing that the ver- that it's hard to verify the art piece or whatever you have on the market, knowing how it causes problems to the to the, the environment. There's. There's just a lot of problems with it, considering how NFT is still kind of new and the potential of its worth is still, like I heard from a Wall Street Journal that the potential of it is still being scratched. So we haven't actually seen the the possible huge side of its potential. It's still being uncovered. Mm. But why has this become so popular considering the risk? It has become so large and has been applied to video games, sport memorabilia, and so much more. You can even procure highlights of NBA Top Shop moments. Really? Yeah. So literally anything, just again, anything you can put there. As long as there are people willing to buy it. Mainstream art has also become really large too, like people, as we mentioned earlier. The sheer gravity of it is overwhelming because think this is a lot of money. 
it's a lot of money and it's just so incredibly easy but also not easy to comprehend just how right like how profitable it can be i've mentioned the bitcoin series easy come is easy go but this takes it to a whole other level right and it is bigger than bitcoin because creators can still gain an amount even after reselling the artwork you can do more complex things with an nft you can buy anything virtual land images videos and so much more it is the hype because people would like to boast their purchases again Ah. a novelty and their rights on whatever they just purchased. That's what makes it so popular considering the risk because then when you're on Twitter or when you're on something, it can pop up saying that it has been purchased by Averina. It has been purchased and it's now the owner is Gracie. Something yeah. like that. But oh. it may be a digital bubble in the making. Really? It, yeah. Because of how the potential of it is still being scratched it is still also considered an investment. So you have to also think think about the long run and what are you investing in? Because it may do good for others, like those creators who get a lot of money. So it gives a chance for small artists to gain money easily from it. But also remember that this is technically a psychological hype because the tokens hold inherent value internet technology allows us to make transfers and trade without meeting physically it is backed by hundreds of other users and computers that are joined together within the market they all monitor each other's transactions and it is highly soft and the highly sophisticated blockchain allows it to do so which makes it safe however remind you again that it is that it also has various other problems as mentioned earlier it it can be it can easily be duplicated so even people mention that it is a bubble we mentioned earlier that people is one of the biggest people or figures on the nft scene but how is it that he's also talking about this controversy he said the idea of buying something which isn't there is just strange i think people who invest in it are slight mugs but i hope they don't lose their money so again, like with what Gracie said and mentioned earlier, anyone who wants to invest or buy NFTs should remind themselves of the inherent value and how much they're investing in it because you could lose money fast and it's easy for others to copy your work. So remind yourself of that. If, you know, it's serious when even the biggest creator out there is telling you to be careful. So use your heads again, spectatorship, speculatorship, and any cryptocurrency, any NFT, it's real. It's it's there because you think it's great. So really use your heads, <laughs> use your heads, because if you don't use your head, you lose your wallet. And if you lose your wallet, your yes. heart will be hurt. So- All right. And to summarize this, I think NFTs are a really great thing. And it's really important for a lot of like teenagers like us to possibly get into it a bit because it provides a, a different opportunity. It provides you with more opportunities rather than making it like, for example, you putting it on the internet or having it to sell it physically. It's harder for, for artists to really put out what they want to work in, especially if it's something very controversial like Beeple's uh, artwork. 
So, but you must also be reminded that this is still a process in the making. Like NFTs are still are still relatively new, so it still has its issues regarding the copy uh, people copying your work and so much more. So again, <laughs> like an example, a TikToker sold fart jars for twenty thousand worth of tokens. <laughs> what? No, how did it? If that went downhill so quickly, remind yourself of the risk. If you're confident, then go ahead. So this TikToker said, "Fart jars are all about taking ownership of your body." Oh. With an added, with y'all are getting too comfortable. Bye. It's about pushing yourself to do anything you set your minds to, but always, always, always remind yourself of the cost, how much you have, and if you are willing to take the risk. And remember that if you are going to, you know, sell farts in a jar, don't push too hard. You might shit your pants. So that's something that uh, you guys can consider if you ever do plan. On selling your farts in a jar, stay safe. <laughs> take ownership of your farts, but also take ownership of your own. As the last thing, last couple of words to remind you guys that remember again the keywords value, replaceable, not replaceable, and remember to always invest in what you have. So. To sum it all up, basically, Bitcoin and NFTs are all about investment. But remember, if you think this is a safe investment, then go for it. And if you have the money to do so, go for it. It's crazy when you think about it. The entire value of this large financial empire is founded purely and entirely on sentiment. People are buying it because they think it's good and the price shoots up. And the price only shoots up because of these people who think it's a good thing. And people think it's a good thing because the price shoots up. So I think that's pretty much everything about Bitcoin and NFTs. Thank you, thank you, thank you if you've made it till the end of this very long episode. We hope that you have enjoyed. We hope that you make the right decisions surrounding these because a lot of big decisions are to be made. I think if, yeah. you know what? If one way we could describe it is it started with a meme it started with something that was a very childish concept, but people and people start liking it. People are going, "Haha, they like it. Sure, it's great, it's fun." But you forget that just because it's a meme doesn't mean that it has its roots. It does not have its roots in the real world because it does. Investments, crypto, these are all very adult topics, and money is no nothing to joke about. It. So be careful. Thank you so much for coming, you guys, and stay safe. So much. Have a happy, happy new. Year.